1: Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzAndWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Dr. Matthew. (laughs)
0: And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
1: And this week, we are talking about pickled onions.
0: Yes. This show was suggested...
1: I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) This episode was suggested by listener Katie.
1: (laughs) Thank you, listener Katie. And before we get started on pickled onions, I know Molly's really raring to go on this topic. (laughs) First of all, I have a kohlrabi update. I promised I would update people. Uh, So remember, when we did the kohlrabi episode, I said I had not eaten kohlrabi in many many years but then we got a kohlrabi in our CSA box and not Mm -hmm. just one kohlrabi but one big kohlrabi and one like little buddy kohlrabi
0: Mm, were they green or purple? purple
1: oh pretty and then what I did with them was so so here's the the last part of the report, and maybe there'll be a, f- a future update when I get another kohlrabi. But I had made taco salad using the recipe that we talked about on the taco salad episode, where you make a um, like a spicy cilantro lime vinaigrette.
0: Yes, yes, so yes, So yes. good. Yes.
1: And so we had some of that vinaigrette left over from the taco salad, and I peeled the kohlrabi, I cut it into batons, and I tossed it with that dressing. It was great.
0: Oh my god, that sounds so good. I just Wrote taco salad down on a piece of paper in front of me because just all of this the kohlrabi, the dressing, the uh, like, I want it now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you should make the taco salad too. That was real tasty.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to hear this about kohlrabi. Last week, can I say another thing I love about kohlrabi here at the podcast? Please, this is, this is the <laughs>
1: kohlrabi two episode.
0: Um, It keeps
1: so long in the
0: refrigerator.
1: Oh, that's good to know.
0: Unbelievably long. And I I also want to add that if you have a giant kohlrabi, even if you like cut it in half and use half of it and wrap the other half up in a plastic bag and put it back in the fridge, even that will keep forever Wow. In the fridge, yeah. So last week I unearthed uh, half of a giant <laughs> kohlrabi that I had forgotten that we had at the bottom of the the crisper drawer, and I also had uh, a small cabbage that I needed to use up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I peeled and cubed the kohlrabi and got it started roasting while I sliced up the cabbage. Then I threw that on the same pan. And the kohlrabi, I I, I roasted it at 425. So it got really nice and browned on the side that was touching the pan. Like yes. really, oh my God, so caramelized. I was so happy that I did that last week. I there was a lot of it, and so I got to eat it with my lunch for like four days. This like leftover roasted mm-hmm. kohlrabi and and cabbage. Oh, and onion. So good. Oh my god.
1: Oh, this sounds great. I have. Some... I don't.
0: I don't know why we aren't all eating kohlrabi all the time.
1: Um, I guess I'm gonna request it again from it's from the produce so box. Good.
0: Um, try, try roasting. Well, if you, I mean, if you like the flavor of like roasted cabbage, maybe with that kind of texture, yeah, of kohlrabi. Definitely. I mean, I loved having it around. And I it love roasted
1: turnips. And I imagine it's probably similar.
0: Yes. Only it doesn't, you know how if you roast turnips, sometimes they get, well, they turn into like little juice pockets.
1: They do turn into <laughs> juice pockets. It's true.
0: Um, it, kohlrabi keeps its texture Oh, much okay. Better. I'm
1: excited for this.
0: Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Next right.
1: thing, before we're going to get to pickled onions someday. Molly's book, The Fixed Stars, it's out now. If you haven't bought it yet, what are you doing? It's available wherever you get your books. It's available as an audio book, an e-book, a paper book go read it now. It's great.
0: You know, I also want to say that Matthew joined me um, about three weeks ago on August 6th for an event through Booklarder, Larder, mm-hmm. uh, Seattle's culinary bookstore. If you were one of the listeners who who joined us, thank you so much. Yeah. That was such a fun event. And BookLarder still has signed copies of the book. So does Elliott Bay Book Company here in Seattle. Both of these stores ship. They're delightful to
1: work with. And if you missed that event, but you want to see it, it is on Book Larder's YouTube page. Just search for Book Larder on YouTube, or we'll give the link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, it was a super fun event. Might might have been my favorite event. Don't tell anyone.
1: Okay, I won't. Uh, All right. Let's go down pickled onion memory lane. The main pickled onions on my memory lane are that I remember my grandfather, uh, who was a person who drank a lot, uh, would often order a Gibson, which is a cocktail that has a little pickled onion in it. And I learned that these are called silver skin onions. And they're like a particular variety of onion that's grown to be small and pickled in a jar.
0: Are they those little like pearl onions?
1: Yeah, but they're like even smaller than a typical pearl onion.
0: Ah, when you say silver skin, all I can think of is like that membrane
1: over a muscle. Yeah, always thinking about that membrane.
0: (laughs) Anyway, it sounds so disgusting to think about putting that in a cocktail.
1: Well, you know, I got to say though, to me putting an onion in a cocktail doesn't sound much better. Like I... I know I'm supposed to be a grown-up human person, but like the idea of putting an olive or an onion into a cocktail just doesn't make any sense to me. And like, okay, let let's uh, let's hear the the flames roll in.
0: Okay, great. Uh, I, uh, I'm listening for the flames right mm-hmm. now.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Phew! Survived so, that. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, do you have anything else on your memory lane?
1: No, that's pretty much it.
0: Okay. Um, My memory lane, I think my first encounter with pickled onions that I remember was at Boat Street Cafe back before Renee Erickson had many restaurants. She had just Boat Street Cafe in this spot at Denny and Western here in Seattle. And one of the things that Boat Street was known for, I should say that that Boat Street Kitchen still exists uh, as a lunch and I believe catering operation. But anyway, Boat Street Cafe, which was the dinner operation, was known for many things, one of them being this pickle plate that they served, which was seriously, it looked like a painter's palette. It had so many colors going on in like little bloops and blops around the plate. And I remember encountering really, really delicious loops of, uh, it must have been pickled red onion on that plate because it was this gorgeous, gorgeous shade of pink. Yeah, we're going to talk a
1: bunch about pickled red onion.
0: And I think that they must have had a fair amount of sugar in them. They were really sweet and really sour. Oh, my God. They were so delicious. And I'm not like a huge pickle person. I'm not anti-pickle by any means, but I'm not a huge pickle person. But I think of that pickle plate so fondly.
1: I think I'm a pretty big pickle person. Like, I don't do as much home pickling as I feel like I should. But whenever there is something pickled in the house, it doesn't last long. Yeah. Even though it should because it's preserved.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear about how you pickle onions, but I think first we have some some uh, some world travel to do. Is that we correct? Do. Okay. So
1: let's begin uh, with British pub style pickled onions. Um, and I, I
0: didn't I didn't even know this was a thing. So
1: I knew this was a thing. I've seen them in actual british pubs i've been to i've been to england several times which feels weird since the last time i was there was a very long time ago and i am pretty sure i ate these at least once or twice they're like small but not super small onions so like maybe an inch in diameter and they are peeled and pickled in malt vinegar and okay. so you'll see a jar of them like on the bar at a pub in the same way you would see like pickled eggs at an old timey bar I'm listening. Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: my God. That's great.
1: Um, and uh, I found a great blog post about them with a recipe from the Daring Gourmet blog, which we'll link to uh, in the episode description. And often a, a variety of spices are floating around in the brine, like black pepper, allspice, coriander, cloves.
0: I think of cloves with pickled onions. And yeah. really, I'm somebody who really does not like cloves very much, but I think that I, I can't imagine pickled onions without those kinds of spices. Cloves, allspice...
1: I was going to say, isn't there a thing where you, like, stick a bunch of cloves into an onion? But I think I'm thinking of an orange.
0: I think there may be that for an onion, too. Maybe
1: for an onion, too. But then what do you do with it?
0: Sometimes I think that we should maybe know more about food before we do a food well, podcast. Well, I think...
1: Okay, so this is episode 452. Like <laughs> I feel like in in the history of spilled milk, we've probably done the, like, 112 episodes about things that we know about. And, like, we do, we do try... To, to learn a thing before, before jumping into the episode. And sometimes I think even we succeed.
0: Yes. I'm not sure if we did today. Right. But I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming... <laughs> pickled onions yeah so they're
1: they're eaten as as a just a snack at a pub or part of a plowman's lunch like with cheese or on a sandwich and they're very tasty and um, pickles
0: with cheese yes yeah
1: and everyone seems to agree that if you make them at home which is not hard to do um you should not do a hot water bath canning procedure because the onions will get a little mushier than they should
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm this makes sense okay um, and so wait do you ever make british pub style pickled onions at i home? have
1: never made them but after after reading about it I think i would like to try because i have been eating a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches and I feel like these would be really good on any number of grilled cheese sandwiches
0: yes yes I like this idea okay
1: um in fact teenager of the show iris made uh, homemade focaccia they are on a, a, a bit of a cooking and baking kick lately which is great for me uh, and uh, this morning i had a slice of leftover homemade focaccia that I uh, cut in half and uh, and stuffed with cheese, cheddar cheese and just tossed in the oven for five minutes. So good.
0: Oh my god that sounds fantastic. And if I'd
1: had any sort of pickled onions it would have been even better.
0: Are they making this uh, focaccia with sourdough or just with like Commercial yeast. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh,
1: but um, I have made sourdough focaccia, and it was very good. Of course. So
0: maybe maybe you could send me the recipe afterward.
1: Yeah, can do. Okay. In Mesoamerican cuisine, pickled onions are ubiquitous. Like so, in Ecuador, uh, red onions are pickled with lime juice and salt, and. Acid causes red onions to turn pink throughout, and so that uh, makes them a really striking garnish for anything. Yeah. Um, in Mexico, uh, cebollitas cortitas or cebolla morada and escabeche, is is uh, found everywhere, especially associated with the Yucatan. Um, it uh, can be seasoned with uh, dried oregano. It's often uh, uh, spicy, like um, habanero chilies will go in sometimes. Um, and it's usually made with white vinegar and I've been thinking lately that white vinegar is kind of an underappreciated ingredient.
0: I agree about this. I think that, I mean, when I think about uh, one of the first pickles that comes to mind when I think about pickles in general is like the simplest pickled cucumber recipe, which is like thinly sliced cucumber with quite a bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, and white vinegar. Yeah, I make and this some, all and the some time. Dill, right? I mean, could anything be more delicious than that?
1: Yeah, and and I, I'll do it like just as a, as a, quick pickle like sliced cucumber and like you can make it like you know, it's as to as make it at least like half an hour before dinner. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, and and I I wouldn't want any kind of vinegar except white vinegar. Yeah, me that. too. Yeah. Okay. What else do you like to do with white vinegar?
1: Oh, I mean, that's that's the main thing. Like, just that, that it will turn any vegetable into a pickled vegetable <laughs> immediately, um, without any extraneous flavor. So you're really just getting the flavor of the vegetable,
0: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: and and some nice acid. Yes. You know, I'm trying to think what else I actually use white vinegar in. I don't know. Do you, do you have other things?
0: Well, I know that some people use it for, like, cleaning windows and stuff.
1: Uh, no, I have, like, like Windex for that.
0: Me too, me too. Speaking of which, I might clean my windows today.
1: That's a good idea. Like, do you have any tips for, like, avoiding streaking when you're cleaning windows? Or especially, like... Do you mean, like,
0: well, I usually keep my clothes on.
1: yeah oh. <laughs> No, I, I like run through the house naked, screaming at the top of my lungs and <laughs> somehow I, I don't wipe the windows or anything. I hope, I'm hoping I could just like <laughs> shake the dirt off them. Oh, <laughs> No actually oh. like i um, i I like press my butt up against the window like a it's a pressed ham, oh yeah that...
0: you're you're like trying to uh trying to live that Lucille Clifton poem, what's that? do you remember the one about if i if I press my black body,
1: yes, oh, God, I... that
0: poem is amazing,
1: yes, so um, which is
0: definitely how I think of you as.
1: Yeah no I, I feel what, like it's probably be pretty appropriate nice. for me and to try and, and live out that poem but like in in my own small way like I'm I'm making the window situation much worse both both in terms of dirt and in terms of what you can see through the window
0: Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, wait. Oh, you were you were asking me if I had any well, any tips for for not streaking. Because
1: <laughs> like I like to I like to uh, to wash the bathroom. I I like to wash the bathroom mirror. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do is to wash the bathroom mirror. No, when I wipe down the bathroom mirror, like I use you know Windex or Kroger brand Windex or whatever, and like it gets pretty clean, but I always there are always a few streaks left behind, and then like I try and go back and get that streak, and no, it leaves a new I, streak. And here's I what I
0: think. Okay. Okay, here, here are my two tips. Um, just number, don't
1: give't give, don't give so much one, of a shit. <laughs>
0: no number one, I think you have to go over with it. you have to go over it more than once. Okay. Number two, I think you need to use a microfiber cloth. I, I don't I know do. what you're yeah. using. Okay. okay, I think a microfiber cloth is helpful until the microfiber cloth just starts collecting all the lint from your laundry and yes. then it just smears that on the mirror too.
1: No you got to wash those separately. You do. I don't know.
0: <laughs> anyway, but um, hold on. The other thing I wanted to say is I feel so confused about squeegees.
1: Oh, uh, so I have, okay. I'm trying to go with you on this bit.
0: <laughs> I have this project. I have this project. Have, so my my dear friend Ben told me about a product called Etore Squeegee Off.
1: <laughs> You've mentioned this to me before because yes. I remember the funny name.
0: Etore Squeegee Off, and uh, Etore Squeegee Off is not only like a, a concentrated window cleaning solution, but it, you can buy uh, you know their branded squeegee and oh, scrubber. Oh, I'm pulling it up right now. So here's the thing, though. Maybe I'm just so dumb, but uh, you know, not only have I used it on my outside windows, but (laughs) I've tried to use it on my inside windows that are that face inside. Oh, okay. But what happens to all the runoff water from the squeegee?
1: I mean, you tell me. You tried it.
0: It just pools. On the windowsill. Like, I think I'm an actual certifiable idiot. I think that Hmm. I'm not supposed to use a squeegee indoors. I think
1: maybe you're not supposed to use a squeegee indoors.
0: But I don't want to buy a squeegee just for exterior use. That's pointless.
1: Well, but, I mean, don't you already have the squeegee now? I do. Well, now it's a sunk cost, so...
0: okay I was just so disappointed because the squeegee and it tore a squeegee off and the, the scrubby thing did such a nice job on the windows I was yeah. just so sad that I had no all this- no
1: that makes sense that you would want to recreate the the same experience of of the exterior window washing inside but it's just not this things aren't the same inside as outside that's right I've always said <laughs>
0: Suites by Marriott.
1: Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay.
0: Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I think that this is another one of those instances when we have a whole bunch of listeners screaming at us. About like like
1: how to wash windows? Yes. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. It's okay. We'll figure
1: it out someday. Okay. Like, <laughs> when we're 90. Yeah, um, Matthew,
0: wait, Matthew's turning 45 tomorrow, everybody.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks for telling people.
0: Yeah, so but you would think by now we would know how to clean our windows inside and out.
1: Yeah, that's that is true. And and like ourselves
0: and ourselves inside and out.
1: Mm-hmm. I find pickled onions very cleansing. <laughs> uh, pickled Vidalia onions are popular throughout the southern U.S. Oh, I forgot to say that, that uh, in the Yucatan pickled onions are like the classic garnish for uh, cochinita pibil, the, uh, the roast pork. Delicious. Delicious.
0: Oh, yeah. Pickled Vidalia onions. Ah, so, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, I remember Vidalia onion season coming along, and we weren't even in the true South there, but uh, so delicious. I can only imagine them pickled.
1: Yeah, because I grew up in the Northwest, uh, Walla Walla onions uh, sort of upstaged Vidalia onions. You could get, you could and still can get the Vidalia onions, but Walla Walla was our local sweet onion. And- yes, Probably pretty much the same, but uh, as a matter of local pride, much better.
0: Oh, great! I'm glad you put that out there. Okay, what about in what about in Italy? Let's let's hop over the Atlantic Ocean.
1: Let's hop. Uh, so in Italy, I'm going to try and pronounce this cipolline sotaceto, um, and uh, these are um, like the small kind of. Uh, how would you describe the shape of a cipollini oh, onion? Gosh, like, I love cipollini onions. Sort of flattened.
0: Onion. Yeah, it looks like you took a small onion and sat on it.
1: It looks like you took a small onion and sat on it's it. It's also Absolutely. sort
0: of UFO shaped. Yes. Right.
1: Um, one time in uh, in Japan, in uh, Yokohama Chinatown, um, I uh, had uh, something called an aga uf, UFO, uh, meaning fried UFO, and it was like a UFO, a flying saucer shaped fried dumpling. Very tasty. The uh, Italian uh, pickled onions are, uh, um, you know, the small cipollini onions and, of course, pickled in wine vinegar because it's Italy and often black pepper.
0: That uh, this episode is really I, I'm struggling, Matthew. But you know what? I'm just here to say that I think I was wondering
1: uh, what you're here to say. And now we've finally gotten <laughs> to this point.
0: Well, no. So I feel like there's a, a sort of a cousin to this, which is
1: agrodolce. I was. gonna, Yes. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I kept running into agrodolce recipes while looking for Italian pickled onions and and thinking, "Oh, this isn't really a pickled onion, but it sure is good." Like it's, you know, it's a, a cooked like a, uh, you know, sautéed yes. or roasted onion um that's then in like a sweet and sour sauce.
0: I think that um I think that somebody is probably going to um to send some flames licking at our heels again. What did, what were why were there flames rolling through before?
1: Uh because for... I said I didn't see why you would put an olive in a drink.
0: Oh, okay. I think that um, somebody's not going to like that we have conflated like Cipollini and AgriDolce with pickled cipollini but i think i think it's fine
1: yeah one one thing that i found uh when i was when i was searching for italian pickled onion recipes and articles which i found very satisfying was i was probably for the first time in my life googling in italian because i had to figure (sighs) out what, what they were called in italian and then wanted to like learn more about it and there wasn't a whole lot that i was finding in english
0: how did it feel to google in italian
1: it was exhilarating like, yeah. I, I felt I like
0: I love I love Googling in a foreign language.
1: Oh, me too. It's so satisfying. Um, are we
0: talking about the same thing?
1: I think we are. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, no, I felt like I was I felt like I was streaking through through southern Italy.
0: Are you and Lori gonna Google in Italian later?
1: Oh yes. <laughs> what what does that look like exactly? <laughs>
0: I thought we were talking about the same thing, man. I,
1: I thought so too, but then like I was trying like 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 what what's like a really Italian way of doing it? Um, I don't we'll know. think about that, listeners. Okay. If you're if you're from if you're from Italy or or uh, of Italian descent, what's a really Italian way of doing it? Um, and and
0: by doing it, we mean googling. We
1: mean googling. Uh, contact at, at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Okay. You know, like every couple episodes or so, we we uh, we ask people to send uh, like uh, the punchline. Just some dumb joke to our to our contact address. <laughs> but I don't, I don't it, think it's happened yet.
0: By the time it comes, we have no, <laughs> no idea what you're to talking what about. The email's like, about.
1: Somebody sent us like a their weird hand drawn picture of a of a sex <laughs> position with some Italian words on it. Like why? <laughs> I mean I was I was very flattered, but
0: <laughs> Okay. All right.
1: Um Okay. Oh, so so I was Googling in Italian like that. I hadn't even gotten to to the to the end of the story yet. (laughs) Um, And uh, you know how when you're searching for a recipe, like Google will tell you, like, here's a here's a uh, version of this recipe from this blog. And like people rated it average five stars because every recipe blog has to have like star ratings. You know what I mean? just sure. pretend you know what i mean
0: i know what you mean um
1: when i was doing this in italian i was seeing the same thing only it was nothing like five stars because apparently uh italian uh, blog readers are somewhat more critical of of recipes <gasps> which i found so satisfying
0: oh that's great
1: um it's like how um the restaurant the national uh, um like yelp equivalent in japan taberogu if you, if you find a restaurant on there that has, like, a three-star average rating, it's going to be pretty good.
0: I remember you telling me this before we went to the first yakitori place, the first night we were traveling yes. together in Tokyo. You were like, this place has, like, I don't know, two and a half stars on, on table log. <laughs> and-
1: yeah. It's yeah. going to be fine. And it was better than fine.
0: Oh, it's delicious. Okay. Hold on, Matthew. So when you make pickled onions at home, what do you usually do? What kind of style do you do?
1: Okay. So the recipe that I usually make, and we will link to it in the show description, is from the book The New Steak by Cree LeFevre, which is a great cookbook. Um and it's uh, from the skirt steak with pickled onions recipe and is definitely heavily influenced by the Mexican style. And what you do is you boil some red wine vinegar and pour it over sliced sliced red onions to cook them just slightly. Okay. And then you let them cool and toss it with uh, cracked coriander seeds and olive oil.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds great. So and good. You know, you know what? I'm realizing... I think that – so, Matthew, I know that uh, you and I have both been uh, writing about slash talking about food slash making dumb jokes about food for a long time now.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But
0: I'm realizing that I think that I've written about pickled onions.
1: Probably. Should we we try and pull that up?
0: I think that Brandon and I used to make the Boat Street pickled onions. And if I am remembering correctly, it's the same kind of thing. You bring this, like, brine to a boil, pour it over – And then, and that sort of lightly cooks the onions. I
1: think. Um, Yeah. Did I write about this? Um, The the Boat Street used to sell jars of their pickles, and I think the pickled onions was one of those.
0: Yes, I think you're right. Anyway, Uh, I, I, I. I don't even know anymore, but um well,
1: but, um then let me tell you because uh, uh, July two thousand six, uh, you published a recipe for pickled red onions from the Zuni Cafe Cookbook. <laughs> oh, and we'll uh, the, the title the of the blog post is a proper pickle, and oh, uh, we'll link to that also.
0: Oh my god, that was you want me to start reading years it? ago? No, please, God, no! I'm hanging up now.
1: I think my first published food article was in two thousand. Matthew. I don't like where this is going.
0: Well, but at the same time, I'm here to say you were only 25, dude. That's pretty amazing.
1: I know. But and now and now, like, I'm old enough to know better. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: Which is why we've we we now just record our voices and hide our faces. Exactly. And our words, except
1: for the words that we say on the show. Um, And and the words that you put in the book that you just published that people (laughs) should buy.
0: Okay. Um, Hey, speaking of books, Matthew. That's me. Um, you know what? So one of the things that I, I loved about our event was that I got to embarrass you by holding up copies of your book.
1: Oh, that was the worst.
0: Um, when, when we did this event together for, for my book. And anyway, if we have any listeners who are not familiar with Matthew's first book, Hungry Monkey, I highly recommend it. Not only did it shape the way that I think about food with my family, but I am still cooking recipes out of that thing.
1: Oh, thank you. That's very sweet
0: yeah, so this this is apropos of nothing except that you've been doing this for a while and and I, I love your first book, and I love all your books. and happy birthday, Matthew. Oh,
1: thank you. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's my birthday tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, happy early birthday to you, to Molly, and to oh, like to any listeners who are celebrating a birthday within like a few months of either way of when this <laughs> podcast comes out. We're thinking of you too. And uh, anything else about pickled onions, by any chance? Mm, nope. Okay. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, look in your podcast player for the episode description. That's where we'll link to those things we said we would link to. Facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast, where uh, you can uh, tell us about uh, how, what do you do with pickled onions that we missed. We, we asked of a lot of other things, I think. W- window cleaning tips.
0: Um, do you and, and- use a
1: squeegee inside, and if so, how?
0: And how do you Google in Italian?
1: How do you Google in Italian?
0: (laughs) There we go. Who do
1: you Google in Italian?
0: Um, Our producer is the absolutely tireless, faithful Abby Circatella.
1: True. On Instagram, we're at Spilled Milk Podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk.
0: The show that's putting silver skin in your cocktail. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No. (laughs) God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that how you wait, is putting silver skinny in your cocktail how you how you google in Italian?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: okay. In that case, I accept it.
0: <laughs> I'm Molly Wise <Weisenberg. laughs> and
1: I'm Matthew Amster-Burton.
0: Yo. <laughs>
1: That's how we start the show every the week. Word.